0: what is going on ladies and gentlemen saints and anks? welcome to lactic acid i am your host dominique smith as always i want to thank everyone for their continued support for this channel uh took a little brief break you know the lord rested on his seventh day and the brother is tired as well uh but we are back creating awesome content uh, we just released our episode on YouTube of a bucket of trap talk and fried chicken. Aaron and Joshua Potts join me. So be sure to subscribe to the Lactic Acid YouTube channel. It's Lactic Acid Podcast or Lactic Acid with Dominique Smith. The Lactic Acid logo will show up regardless of what you type in. Be sure to like subscribe notification bell hit that notification bell. That way you're updated when new episodes drop of the exclusive YouTube series. Um, the one I just mentioned, a bucket of track talk and fried chicken, as well as track talk. We're gonna be getting back to that as well. And this channel will be covering cross country and some road races. Won't be out there, but we'll definitely be talking about it. Well, you don't know, maybe out there, who knows what the Lord has in store, but we will cover it on this channel. Track is track, whether you're on the course or you are running in the roads, it's running is what we do here. Today's episode was pretty fun that you're about to listen to. There's a company called Bell Lab Track and Field Gear and it is made up of three brothers with a unique story. And so the oldest brother, Brant Bastings, he joined me to talk about their journey, how uh, their younger brother, their youngest brother, who was a track uh, star and ran professionally, and the money just wasn't there. Uh, in the episodes, you'll hear that he was only making $12,000 running elite times, faster than you know your average person. He was a professional athlete and so they decided to make a business that helps the athlete by taking the gear that the athletes in the extra gear that they have and then selling it and then the money that they receive for the gear that they sell goes back to the athlete so it's it's just incredible um, what they're doing is 100% authentic and the information on how you can support them is Bell Lab track and field gear on Instagram as well as the website. And so please be sure to check that out. You're gonna love this conversation. We broke down track and field and you got a chance to know a little bit more about the business, what they do and Brent's thoughts on track and field and everything. As far as lactic acid concern, told you what the YouTube page is, but do me another favor, go ahead on fanhubtf.com and then go to the author page and you can find me there and not only some of the stories I've written but also you can get your lactic acid gear the fall is just around the corner pretty much with me you know i start celebrating fall the first day of fall that's when the christmas music goes up but that's neither here nor there but we are inching closer to it and you can get the gear there we will be uh presenting more options so be sure to check that out but also wherever you get your podcast apple google play spotify wherever do me a favor subscribe do whatever you have to do to make sure that you get the episodes when they drop and you can do that by like i said subscribing and if you like it let me know hit um, hit the uh, review button give me a nice review if you feel so inclined if you like the content it all helps the channel grow thank you again for your support and i hope you enjoy the episode what's going on ladies and gentlemen sinks and inks and welcome to lactic acid i'm your host dominic smith today i am super pumped this is my first uh company shoe company uh gear company track and field gear company uh that i have on the show it is owned by three brothers it is like sly in the family stone when they sang, it is a family affair they are doing big things in the sport of track and field help helping to elevate the sport and one of the owners is here with me today mr brant bastings of bell lap track and field gear how are you doing brother i appreciate you coming on the show and chatting with me today
1: yeah it's awesome doing awesome cannot complain man
0: Well, I am glad to hear that because as the old people say, nobody cares anyway. Uh, (laughs) That's that's the answer to complaining because nobody cares. But that's neither here nor there. What we do need to get into are the hard-hitting facts. So usually I ask, the summer is pretty much almost over. Fall kicks off about a... From the time this airs i want to say maybe a week week and a half fall will kick off so let's transition to the fall the summer's gone it's still hot specifically here in florida so you know we don't do seasons we do time periods let's say food network and yankee candle came to you said brant you and the boys are just doing incredible things You guys have killed it all summer long. Now we are transitioning to the fall and we want to create a promotion centered around you all and your awesomeness. So Yankee Candle comes along and they say, you know what, everybody buys candles. This is a perfect way to promote you guys and the great things that you do. I want you to tell me the flavor or the better yet, the scent of the candle that you would want Yankee candle to make and food network wants to center to make a fall custom fall show, a custom fall show. It could be cooking. It could be baking. What do you want that to be centered around? And what would you call the show and the candle?
1: So the candle we're going to have to go with new shoe smell. Cause like, any of the sneakerheads out there, everybody grabs their, their shoes. They, they just got that smell to them. Doesn't matter what brand it is. They all got that, that new shoe smell.
0: Okay. I like that. We're going
1: with that. Um, probably a baking show because I think it'd be hilarious to, um, to bring on like just some pros and just see who's got some skills. Uh, cause we all know that the, uh, most of the athletes are making their own meals. I don't, I don't think any of them have personal chefs. Uh, even, even the big boys making, uh, making more money than others. I don't think they have personal chef chefs. So it'd be fun to see like, uh, you know, some teams go head to head. I'd love to see Bowerman oh. and, and 10 man elite go at it in the kitchen or boss, team boss and, and, uh, 10-man elite because that you know you got the boulder battle right there so (laughs) wow
0: that would be that'd be epic got the union track club versus
1: probably do bowerman because they're the port they're both in portland right
0: and they're all friends but like maybe the minnesota distance elite club versus like new gen track and field or yeah uh something you could do uh, like
1: hansons versus new gen because like old guard new guard like
0: oh that would that would not i <laughs> would not go well or like brooks because they have a, a, a steady running group that would be interesting and so you would be the judge of that and so what would you look
1: for in a show what's the criteria dude it's gotta be taste right it's always if it's bait, <laughs> if it's like it's gotta be taste it can look good but if it doesn't taste good i don't want to eat it
0: no 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 but it's like you Know some baking shows are just about appearance, like what looks the best. But like would you want it like cakes, cookies, cupcakes? Uh or does it doesn't matter.
1: I'm, doesn't matter. I'm baking. There's gotta be a time aspect because they're all runners, right? So there's gotta be oh, yeah. like uh they gotta run to the store to get the get whatever they need, and the store is a mile away or whatever.
0: Oh, I would I like that i like that i like that because i like that a lot you have to go to the store you don't have the pantry like they have at food network you have to go to the store i love that so what would what would it be called so let me just say this about the new shoe smell the two things that are glorious three things that are glorious is just the smell of the holiday season and that's whether you go to target walmart home goods, doesn't matter. It's just, it's it's a different vibe. The new shoe smell and the new car smell. Those, those three, there's nothing like it at nothing. all. But what are you calling the baking show? And what are you calling the candle? And you can call it the same thing if you want to. Hey, the
1: the sh- uh, new shoe smell has got to be what it is for the candle. I, like I feel that. like it's I'm- super descriptive. Like everybody knows it it's hard to explain what that smell is, but everybody knows it when they smell it. Um, uh, man, uh, for the name of the show, we could, we gotta do like miles to perfection. And you're, you you got to run like a mile to get your, gr- we talked about like, instead of having the pantry, they gotta run like the stores at least a mile away. So to get it perfect, it's miles to perfection. I can
0: I can dig that in my head. I'm trying to figure out like you buy all these groceries, so they're gonna have to push a cart. They have to run with a cart, right? All the way back. Okay, that is like that is uh that would be the equivalent of Iron Chef with <laughs> <but> the runners, <laughs> the cooking runners edition. I like that. This is my first time asking that question, so I think I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. I like those answers. You've be- interviewed.
1: You've interviewed a bunch of people. Who do you think would be, like, uh, the best at that?
0: The Iron Chef? Yeah. Oh, boy. that That's a fantastic question. Sinclair Johnson is very competitive. And so I would put her in there. I would put – that's tough. I got to sit there. I got to think about that. I have to think about that. I like. I, I, I'm i going to give you that answer at the end of the show, if I remember. Fair enough. Fair a- ask enough. me ask me that at the end of the show, <laughs> because that's going to that. That is such a great question. Very few times somebody comes on my show and I get stumped. Um, Anna Aurora would be really good. Oh, boy. OK, yeah. Ask me that at the end of the show. Ask me that at the end of the show because that's a great question that I have to think about. But anyway, moving on. You have three brothers and the three of you are doing something incredible with Bell Lap Track and Field. I'm sorry, Bell Lap Track and Field gear. So in your own words, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth about the company and this, that, and the other. Kind of gives me, you know, the fans a glimpse about what it is that you do and the purpose of what you all do.
1: Yeah, so it's it's great because what we do is everybody that's listening to the show probably knows track and field athletes. They just, they don't get paid very well, especially the field athletes. I feel like they get even less love. It's bad. But they do get, those that are lucky enough to get sponsored get a lot of gear. And so what we do, is we ask the pros, like, if you have any extra gear that you're not using, send it our way. We'll photograph it, put it on the website, sell it, ship it out to the buyers, and then give you all the money back minus the shipping charges. So it sounds like too good to be true, but this is just our way of giving back to the running community because it's a sport we love and we think that they're underpaid. And this is a way that we can get them a couple extra dollars in their pocket for something that They were either going to donate to Goodwill or give away or just let sit in a closet.
0: From a financial aspect, how do you all, you know, obviously outside of shipping, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, cost value when it comes to packing and all that stuff. So how do you guys, you know, make a good enough profit? Uh, If you don't mind me asking, you know, for you to continue to do this and be in business.
1: Uh, it's funny. We actually, we, a lot of times at the end of the year, we end up losing money, (laughs) but Mm. we, uh, we've done the math that we charge them for their, for the shipping. And then there's an additional fee for credit cards and, uh, shipping supplies. So the credit card fee is like 3% and then shipping is 1% of the total sales. So that just ensures that we don't, have a ton of money out of pocket, but most years we end up, you know, losing a couple hundred dollars or so, which it's just our way of like, hey, chalk it up to the game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely understand that. And it's very admirable because you're willing to lose money for this greater cause to try to do what the sport should do. And that's to take care of the athletes. And so how do you, when you you see that you're losing money and you say you chalk it up to the game, how do you keep from getting discouraged? Um, You
1: get a, you get a text message from one of the pros that says, I was able to pay rent this month or, Hey, my car broke down. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be able to like pay to get it fixed. Those are the ones that you get those texts or you get those calls or whatever it is um, it's really cool when they like write out like a thank you on the back of like a bib and send it to you those are the things that you're just like I feel like I'm making a difference so those keep you going because there are times that you're you know photographing stuff till one o'clock in the morning trying to get it on the website (laughs) and you're like what am I what am I doing this for I mean we all have those thoughts all, all of my brothers and I but then, then you get that phone call or that text message, and you're like, "That's what it's for." Or you're out at USA's or where, uh, track meet or wherever, and you bump into somebody, and they're like, "Hey, I really appreciate it." That's that's also really cool.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I love I love to hear that because it's so rare, not just in track and field, but just in the
1: world today. So that's one of this, the toughest. Uh, my fault. That's one of the toughest things is when I'm talking to a pro and I'm like, Hey, yeah, I'll happy to help you out. They're like, you don't want to cut. And I'm like, no. And they're like, what's in it for you? Nothing. They're a little skeptical at first until, you know, we send them that, that first uh, Venmo payment. And then they're, then they're all all good from there.
0: I'd be skeptical too. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you because I, I have a motto for the most part, there are certain things that have an exception to the rule and your business is one of them. If it's too good to be true, then it probably is. (laughs) Um, But obviously you guys, like I said, are the exception to the rule where that's concerned. So this started because one of your brothers wanted to pursue a professional career and found that he couldn't because of the financial aspect. And it led him to, I guess, talk with you all about really trying to make a difference so that people would not have to deal with the same things that he dealt with. Kind of talk to me about that process, um, how that came about and how, you know, the nitty gritty details of how this business came to life from that.
1: Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. So it started, I mean, broke, broke four minutes in the mile, which is, you know, an awesome accomplishment. Uh, And then went on and ran professionally, had a small contract. Um, And at the end of his first year, he sat down and he's like, I made $12,000 was my total like for the entire year. That's like him working part time at a running store, uh, the bonuses, the uh, everything, 12 grand. And he's like, I cannot survive on this. So he had to walk away. And at Christmas, we were sitting around with him. And he's like, I have all this gear. We got to like, we got to do something with it. And I was like, let's sell it. So we put some of it on eBay, but eBay takes like 15, 20%. I'm like, we could like, we know enough runners. We could just sell this stuff online. Let's just start an Instagram account. So started an Instagram account. Um, and just every Tuesday and every Friday, we would take pictures of what we were selling, put it online for the price. Um, and then people would DM us and say, I'll take it. And we would take the payment over like Venmo. And so it got to the point like this was blowing up and we were selling for his friends, my brother's friends that he ran with professionally and their friends. And it got to the point where I'm like, "I we're getting too many DMs. Like you post at eight uh, o'clock Eastern time and we would get 50 dm's by 805. And so we wow. were like we got to we got to take it <laughs> take it to the web and make it easier for us. Yeah. So that's when we uh started our online website. So. Wow. So you kind of came up with the idea
0: um <laughs> $12,000, man. That that is like I don't even have words um, to to that is pathetic. Yeah. When it comes to this sport. That that is it's not sad, it's, it's pathetic. So 50 DMs turns into a website. And so now, did you ever envision that a conversation at Christmas would lead to this?
1: No, I never thought that we'd be, you know, selling for all these pros and getting text messages from all these awesome people, like men, women, field events, track events, all of it, getting texts out of the blue, like, Hey, can you help me out? That's what it's all about. But I would have never guessed. I thought it was just going to be, you know, a couple of My brother and like his buddies and then once they're done running once they hang up the spikes like it'll kind of like shut down um but now i mean last year we sent to like 25 or 30 different countries and we sent to every state but two so there were only two states that we didn't send anything to um which is awesome it's hoping to hit all 50 this year we already got you know, a couple of the hard ones checked off. Wyoming was the one that was, took us a while to get. Um, we don't have any Hawaii this year. So if there's any Hawaii listeners, like, I'll hook yeah. you up with a deal if we can check that off. So send me a DM. We'll, we'll hook it up.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Uh, do you ever sell to, like, Alaska?
1: Yeah, we actually have one person in Alaska that's bought several things from us. It's kind of awesome. Occasionally, I'll throw in something extra just because I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I can't imagine trying to train through the winter there when you get one hour of sunlight or whatever.
0: I was about to say that. But isn't the sun, like, the sun doesn't go down in Alaska.
1: In in the summers, it's, like, up all the time. I think they get, like, 23 hours of sunlight during the summer and, like, 23 hours of darkness during the winter.
0: That's so stupid.
1: Like, how do you I know? I
0: would, how do you sleep in the summer? Like <laughs> I'm guessing just blackout like curtains. You have to like, those are probably a hit, in know, in Alaska. <laughs> oh gosh, I have hiccups now. Um, That's crazy. So are the items that you sell to, excuse me, to the people in Alaska, are they long sleep items or do they ever buy short sleep stuff?
1: I don't remember what they bought, to be honest, off the top of my head. But if, you, yeah, if I somebody mean, it's, from
0: Alaska buys something short sleeve, then they are a legit <laughs> polar bear.
1: Uh, <laughs> I yeah, can't it's cr- The prices too are the other thing that astounds me. Like from like when we first started, you're kind of just guessing because it's not like the singlet that um, you know somebody sponsored by Adidas is wearing are readily available to the public. So yeah. you don't really know what the value is. The value is whatever somebody is willing to pay. So um, I'm a data analyst during the day. So I, we've kept track of like every sale we've ever had and wow. like who it sold to and and for what amount and what it was. So we've got all this historical data and we know trends like when, um, like the downtimes are and when a brand new, like, item comes out like the new singlet that somebody's wearing that's like when it's the most expensive obviously and then we see the price kind of decrease and then for whatever reason like a year later they jump a little bit i don't know why but like we just see it like drop and then jump and then go back down could it be like
0: the the, the track and field climate like maybe they sp- Bike up during the World Championships or doing USAs or doing NCAAs, and then they kind of drop. Or when somebody, you know, runs a massive PR or snaps off, pops off at at a Diamond League meet or something like that,
1: could it be? We see it a lot to, of. Go ahead, we see go ahead. it a lot of times that goes like it'll drop after Christmas for obvious reasons, right? And then it'll pop back up around the time of like when indoor really gets going. So like that the lull period is like January, February and like March, but like in the March, it starts to go up again. So like those three months are like the slow months for us.
0: How awesome is it to have such connections with all these
1: athletes? It's really cool. I, the, the most cool thing is like when you're sitting in a stands at a meet and like you like wave at like somebody and they, walk up to you and have a like a genuine conversation or you see them walking around afterwards and they're like let me buy you a beer like that's wow. that's kind of cool um yeah that's really cool actually
0: <laughs> that would be i don't say fan fan dude i don't that's not even a word i was gonna say fan duding but that that would be epic <laughs> yeah especially I mean, like how they recognize you, you, you yeah
1: how often do you get to like meet whoever like your favorite athlete is like in other sports, it doesn't happen. Like I'll never meet LeBron. He's not necessarily like my favorite, but I'll never meet him. Like I was just trying to think of somebody like super famous.
0: Well, if you went, I'm an Ohio state football fan. And if you went to the Ohio state football game last week, you would have met him, Jason Tatum, and all these other people, which was just insane. I didn't even know they liked Ohio state football like that. Um, what just to say, there's a very, 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 very low, low key chance it would happen, but I feel like track. I feel like maybe even sports like swimming and um, I don't know, maybe it's the non-football, basketball, baseball, you know, sports. You know, athletes are a little bit more accessible, um, which is a great thing, I think, because you know Absolutely. you build a deeper connection. It's just a matter of. You know, can you take that next step to market that accessibility um, to gain traction and to gain fans, and to
1: gain you know everything that you need to be successful? Um,
0: That's why I if, think
1: jump. I think jumping has the ability to like take it to the next level. Like the jumping events, long jump, triple jump. I want some hot mics down there. Those guys are hilarious. They talk so much smack, guys and oh, girls. Yeah. They talk so much smack. It's so awesome. So I love being like close to the jumping where you get to hear that. And that's something a lot of the fans miss out on. I think, you know, hot mics down there and have like a specific feed for those jumpers.
0: The problem is when you look at the jumps, you look at the field events in total. I, I'm a sucker for shot put in a discus because that's what I threw in high school. And I got a chance to coach it for a little bit. So I always love my throws. The jumps are way harder than people give them credit for. But the problem is, if you watch TV, I was talking with somebody my recent interview, Maggie. Um, Maggie Malone Harden. And we, we joked about it. I said, you know, she's a javelin thrower. And I said, I'll be, I'll keep it real with you. When they showed the javelin, it's they showed the results of the competition. I was talking, I got an opportunity uh, to talk with um, uh, Jasmine Moore uh, from the University of Florida. And I told her, they showed the competition and as the living God is my witness, I thought she was losing because of how they didn't show the competition, they showed highlights, but how they described it, I thought she was losing. Turns out she was whooping everybody, like, and it wasn't even closer so to your point. I would love to see hot mics. I would love to see Will Clay and and all these guys, you know, mic'd up. Um, oh boy, his name,
1: dude, Christian Taylor. Christian, Christian Taylor, Marquis, Marquis, Uh Um, Chris. The Christian Taylor story is crazy. Switches lead legs because he was having trouble. Like he switched jumping legs. That is wild to me. And he's came back from, like, all these injuries. Oh, my gosh. Christian Taylor is one person, like, I, I respect more than anyone else. It's w- crazy. I,
0: I hope he breaks the world record. I hope he gets back to full form and, you know,
1: Same. can really, you know, contest for that world record. Is but he from – I know he jumped at Florida, but is he from Florida too? I can't remember. I he's been around him. for so long I just associate him with Florida.
0: Let me check. I want to say no. Off the top of my head.
1: I thought he wasn't either, but, like, I always associate him with Florida because he's got, like, his spikes are always crazy. He's from Georgia. Okay. So, he yeah, he
0: is uh, from the great state, from the Peach State, Georgia.
1: But they don't
0: promote field events like they should.
1: They've done a really good job of shot put lately. I feel like it's become more of a premiere. The 2019 head-to-head with, like, Krauser and uh, Kovacs and – was it Walsh? I think it was Walsh. Yeah, Tom
0: Tom Walsh from New Zealand.
1: That was – every single one one one-upped each other. That was the best shot put competition.
0: But is the shot put – so, for example, at the pre-classic, they did a two-minute lead-up, two- to three-minute lead-up at the end of the meet for the men's 100. Shotput doesn't get that same love. So as much – and here's the thing. Kovacs and, and Joe – he just won the Diamond League, and Dude, he is, he is it. killing it. And if he I, – I cannot wait for that matchup next year between uh, he and Ryan. And then you can't dismiss Tom, you know, as well. But, like – that should have got more notoriety that should have got more attention marketing wise you got to put as much as you can behind it valerie allman in the discus you know she's a stud absolute stud there's some, when that discus comes off of her hand it, it's like i don't say it's magical and, and maybe i see it from a different you know perspective having thrown it but you look at her, how she throws the discus compares to how her counterparts throw the discus is the, it's so smooth. It's smooth and pow, power that comes through it. So it's the promotion or lack thereof, man. It, 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 it's astonishing because these events are so hard, but the problem is they don't, they just don't bring in the money that the marathon brings in. That but could they, 200.
1: if we highlighted them, I'm convinced that if you took, cause Here's the difference between the marathon and the, the 800 and the 1500. Every single meet, Krauser's thrown. Every single meet, uh, Kovacs is thrown. Every single meet, Clay is jumping. Dendy's jumping. You don't get these people dodging each other like you do in others, in other events. So if you made it like F1 Drive to Survive, where they follow these people throughout the entire season, they play up those... I mean, obviously they're going to play those up a little bit. I don't think Krauser and uh, Kovacs actually have like hatred for each other, but you could they make don't. it look like that on TV. <laughs> so like, that's the kind of stuff that you could play up if you wanted to. How about, I they, want to see Kovacs when he was, I saw on his social media is a great follow. When he's like bench pressing like 500 pounds, 20 times.
0: That's just stupid. That's just, it's not even, that's, that's just stupid. I, I
1: know. Yeah. That's His crazy. wife's a good follow on social media. She actually, yeah, Ashley. Ashley's so funny. She's always like, I, we got 30 eggs yesterday, Joe, what happened to him? He's like, I'm, I'm a growing boy. Yeah. And,
0: <laughs> and I'm really happy for them. I believe they're having twins having twins. Um, yeah. So Maybe that's the next generation of, of big time throwers. <laughs> like you, you never know. Because you gotta get a,
1: Joe on this. You gotta get he's hilarious, man. She
0: she's a great coach. I actually got a chance to ask Joe a question at the pre-fontaine. I was doing a press conference at Pre. Um, and uh he's from Pennsylvania. And obviously, me being an Ohio State fan, and I was working uh for an Ohio State company covering football recruiting um when i got a chance to ask him i was like was it like you know being a penn state fan in buckeye country and stuff like that and he he gave this really he laughed and he gave this detailed answer and i think he mentioned about uh burning some kind of gear or something like that (laughs) um you know so nobody would say anything so but they have such great personalities man and um you know, to your point, I do agree. They could get the marketing value that they deserve. But the problem is you have to have people who, first of all, there's such a cap, there's such restrictions. For example, I cannot, for if we were just doing a live stream, I can't go back because this was suggested to me. How about you commentate? And, you know, you pull it up on your feed and then you commentate on it and you bring, you know, energy, a creativity, a laughter. Well, if you live stream something, even in the slightest, I don't know how, you know, USATF is, is who they have monitoring everything, but you can't even do an Instagram live during a meet is capped off. So I think in order for the marketing aspect to really come into play with these events, there has to be respect from the top. And I do not, and I'm not saying USA Track and Field is this god awful organization. Everybody there sucks. I'm not saying that because I'm sure there's some awesome people who work for USA Track and Field. And I know there's some, you know, amazing people who work in that organization that the athletes really respect and they do an incredible job. But it's like we are, it, it, this is a football analogy if you watch football in the late eighties, early nineties, you know, they had those big Reebok shoes on that were like Timberland boots. And so it's like, we're trying to chase Tyreek Hill in those big Reeboks and Timberland boots. And we're just so stuck, you know, in the past that we are kind of messing up the future and messing it up for
1: everybody. First thing they got to do is they got to get rid of the restrictions on, on right now you can only have your logo on gear <clears throat> if you're either a, an apparel slash shoe company, or if you're a track club, well, mm-hmm. if let's, I'm going to use Amazon and Brooks Beast. Brooks Beast are based in Seattle. Amazon's based in Seattle. Why can't Amazon donate a million dollars to the Brooks Beasts and their, their singlet, say Amazon down the back. I agree. We can't do that. It's against the rules. Well, why? That's a dumb rule. It should be like NASCAR. I should be able to sell sell whatever sponsorship I want. It's not lactic even NAS- acids, Lactic <laughs> yep. acid sponsoring out there sponsoring some biscuits
0: Well, let's put it this way. Somebody will have to pay me to sponsor something. <laughs> 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 um, but no, it, it's every other sport is doing it. The, the NBA, you go to an NBA, NBA game. You know, I'm you know, I'm a fan of the Orlando Magic. They have a big old Disney logo. Disney another. logo. They probably uh, have a
1: couple others on their alternate jersey, a different yeah. logo. So each jersey's got a different like alternate sponsor.
0: Uh who else? Uh football I know started. Go Self- ahead. Yeah, Boston, Celtics have yeah, GE.
1: Boston. They yep. got G E on one. I'm I'm you know, moved from Chicago. So I know like the Bulls got like three different sponsors on theirs, like depending on which jersey they wear. The
0: Lakers so. have a sponsor, Um, you know, looking in college football. I looked on oh, when I was watching the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. um, They have Safe Flight. I believe it's Safe Light. Um, And they, they didn't put it on the jerseys, but it's on the field. It's on the turf. So we're, we're, we're far behind in the sport. <laughs> That's we just...
1: are. And it really comes down. Everybody says we need more <clears throat> money, but then we want to restrict the – players of the money or the the people that can pay the money we're trying to restrict them and it's just it's kind of antiquated at this point
0: money is is we do need more but there has to be effort <laughs> and there has to be a desire uh to push the sport forward maybe you and I should run for track uh the president of track and field and, and uh
1: hey it's just right down the street here I see I see Max Siegel at the gym all the time hey. There's still, That'll believe be. me, I've thought about being like, yo, Max, give me like a week and we'll change this.
0: Dude, you should need to be going, Max, buy some of this gear, man, <laughs> and everything. <laughs> That's what I would do. Let's get USA Track and Field behind Bell Lap Track and Field gear. So, switching gears for a second. Yeah. So, tell me about the dynamic of brothers. There's three of you. Where Where's your ranking? Are you the oldest, youngest, middle? I'm the,
1: yeah, I'm the oldest. Um, I, I'm the guy that I'm pretty social, obviously. You can tell, like, I'm the guy that's out there talking to the pros, trying to get them to, uh, you know, trust us, obviously. Um, so I'm the one making those connections, keeping those connections going. <laughs> and then the middle brother, he's the money guy. I joke, like, he's our – if I'm the the – chief marketing officer. He's the chief financial officer. (laughs) So he's the guy that when pros are getting like money sent to them, he's the guy that's pressing the buttons and sending it to him. He keeps track of like how much we owe each pro. So he does a really good job, super detail oriented. Um, and then the youngest brother, uh, very marketing driven. So he, you know, comes up with a bunch of ideas on what we need to do. We did like a, for March madness or March, I guess we can't say March madness. It's copywritten by NCAA, but for in March, we did a bracket of uh, like the best jerseys we have ever sold, like what people thought the coolest ones were. Um, And we've done spikes before. So those are all interesting uh, and fun. So those are the types of ideas that he comes up with. He's a little more, you know, free spirit, typical, typical youngest, right. Stereotypical. And he's, he was the pro. So um he also like has insight on like hey this person uh just got dropped reach out to them or they just got signed reach out to them so growing what was the (laughs) dynamic between the three of you like growing up so my the middle brother and I are one year apart so we ran you know ran together grew up together and then the youngest brother he's four years younger than me so like when I'm a senior in high school he is in eighth grade so like I didn't really, I mean, you know who he is and you're around, but you don't have the same relationship as like we played basketball together. We ran cross, we ran track, we played hockey, like all of those things like with my middle brother. Um, So I had just, it's a different relationship. And then when I'm graduating college, he's going into college and I'm, you know, starting uh, in the workforce. So one of the things that luckily – four years after he or after I graduated, he was graduating uh, and going to do his like post collegiate running stuff. Uh, My brother, middle brother and I were lucky enough that we could help support him financially. So we'd send him money from time to time to help him get through. I mean, 12, like you said, 12 grand's nothing. And he's going to need, need to get some from, from somewhere.
0: Well, it, it's really cool to see that you guys, um, you know, have a tight knit bond. Uh, who's the funniest of the three?
1: Uh, I would say probably the youngest. He's pretty funny. He's funny. Okay. Who would you say is the best cook of the three? I would say that I probably am. They'll probably fight me for it. But
0: what, what's, what, what's the go to dish? What's the signature dish?
1: I, I mean, I'm a sucker for like, we grew up on a farm. So, okay. uh, s- steak, uh, potatoes, corn and asparagus, like all on the grill. Like I want it all on the grill. And the Wait. secret to the aspa- sp- secret to the asparagus is, uh, you want to put a little bit of olive oil, some garlic salt, and then crushed red peppers. Cause I want that. I It's got to have a little bit of heat to it on the asparagus.
0: Oh man. See, I, Nah, I, I don't. I don't know about crushed red peppers, but I'm with you every with everything else. <laughs> so, where are you guys originally from?
1: Yeah, uh, Illinois, like smack dab in the middle of the state, so central Illinois. Um, for those of you in Chicago, it's southern Illinois because anything south of like the suburbs is southern Illinois to people in Chicago.
0: <laughs> what what part? Because I have a friend who works. Uh, for a company called pheasants forever or whatever case might be pheasants forever um and and she's you know she grew up in a country down here people don't understand listen florida is not just disney and beaches like (laughs) that's why if you go to north florida is is essentially kentucky or tennessee or alabama it's just straight country uh, you know my, i have origins from you know alabama and and everything so i do understand about the farm lifestyle and and all of that stuff but yeah what part of illinois yeah I'm so
1: uh where illinois state is is the normal illinois which sounds like a made-up town i know um but <laughs> we grew up outside of normal illinois um, went to normal West High School. So we all ran there. Baby brother, like, has a bunch of the records there. So,
0: man, normal Illinois. That's, that's yeah, the city.
1: That sounds made up, right? 100%. Wow. Okay. Normal <laughs> But Illinois. yeah, we grew up, had cows, chickens, horses. Uh, I like that. Corn, beans. So, gosh. So you know good food. <laughs> I at least know like the good meat. <laughs> we we ate a lot of meat growing up. Like I remember we went to, I went to college and I had no idea how much like steak costs or anything like that. Cause it was just always in the freezer. So I just like go and pick <laughs> yeah. out something. I didn't really know. Like I remember calling my mom and be like, they want like $20 for his steak.
0: Listen, I that there's a reason I don't eat steak, but maybe once twice a year. Uh, cause they tripping when it comes to some of these prices. What, what? What is the best cut of steak?
1: I'm a sucker for a, I like ribeye, but I mm. think my brothers will say prime rib.
0: Prime rib is so
1: hard to cook. Oh, it is. It is tough. It is it, tough to cook because there's that fine line between like too much, like too well done, like you want it like perfect, and it's really hard. And you gotta season oh, the outside and get that good crust.
0: It's prime rib, man. I've had prime rib once, and somebody, it. The one I had was I actually had it twice. The first one was actually pretty good, and then you know you have the jus on the side, jus on the side. But, man. I've seen a lot of prime ribs messed up. And by scene, I didn't order it because prime rib is very expensive. Uh, <laughs> but um ribeye, I like ribeye on a cheesesteak. I don't, it's too fatty for me.
1: Dude, that's where all the flavor is.
0: I agree, but that's why I like it on a cheesesteak.
1: Hey, you if see, you're ever in Illinois or Indiana, like let us know. Like we'll we'll cook up some good steaks.
0: I got you. I got you. I like, uh, I mean, I do like a filet because I I like, I'm good at seasoning stuff. So I can see, and there's not a lot of fat in it. So you have to make sure you season it very well, but I like sirloin. <clears throat>
1: Sirloin's a good one too, man.
0: Man, now I'm hungry. And so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like it. You, you know, it's, it's, it's expensive, man. It's, it's very expensive. And the taste is different because, you know, on a farm, you know, you it's authentic taste. But, you know, so much is
1: added um, into these other meats that it's like, oh, dang, that's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, we just always had, um, it was either us or a cousin or somebody had, like, a cow that was going to go to slaughter. And so it was just, you know that that's where your meat comes from never really thought about it coming anywhere else yes disclaimer i want to say sorry to the vegan people
0: <laughs> who are listening
1: <laughs> to this um
0: yeah sorry yeah sorry um <laughs> but no that that's it's it's so rare to see like family work together families who work together so but you guys are don't get me
1: wrong like we're i mean we're your stereotypical brothers like we'll like i don't want to say argue but like we'll get into it like no, 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 man, you price that too cheap. Like, remember the last time we sold it for this? Or, like, man, I can't believe, like, this happened or whatever. Like, we'll we'll argue. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I talk to my brothers daily, like, several times a day. I mean, we're not always calling each other, but um, text DMs, like, all the time. They're they're good people.
0: How competitive
1: are the three of you? Oh, very. You know, we're – we're gonna do the Chicago Marathon this year as brothers. And you okay. know, like, you know, I've been training so that I can whoop them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gosh, I can just imagine,
1: like, whether there's marathons or fantasy football. Dude, it oh, doesn't wait. matter. It doesn't oh. matter what it is. And I was the oldest. So, like, I vividly remember, like, junior high, like, I got a couple records in like the 400 meters. Uh, And then the very next year, like my brother wiped the seventh grade record out. And I was like, well, I got the eighth grade record now. The very next year, he wipes the eighth grade record out.
0: So So, there's like a lot of pressure on you to like be great. I don't
1: know about that. There was my parents were so cool about it. I don't know how they stayed so cool about it because we would, um, especially with my youngest brother, like he was really good at running and they were just like, yeah, he's. He's a good runner, but it wasn't like this hype up, like he's going to the Olympics or he's really good. He's going to win state. They just stay, stayed very, very calm about it and um, didn't put any pressure on us. Um, they didn't run, so they didn't really know much about running. Um, yeah. But they got into it when we got into it. And, like, my dad still volunteers at my high school now. He waited until we all graduated because um, he's like, I don't want to be up in your business. Um But now he just, like, volunteers as something to do. So you guys are, like, a low-key running family. Um, Yeah, for somebody that, like, we started running just to, like, get in shape for basketball. So you guys were ballers, too. Okay. So
0: I I see where the competitors competitive.
1: We're all under six foot, so we weren't really that big (laughs) of
0: ballers. (laughs) Hey, listen, some of the best point guards are are under (laughs) the six-foot meter. So what is it about running that the three of you – enjoyed that makes you so locked into it
1: i think the easiest thing is like versus team sports or non-time sports there's always this oh well who's better jordan or lebron there's no argument about who's the the best 100 meter runner like it's usain bolt he's got the fastest time there's no arguing about like oh you know so and so starting, and I think this person's better. No, man. Clock don't lie. Clock don't lie. I like that. Clock don't lie. It is, it's, it's, it's right there. It's right there. Same, same thing like tape don't lie on the field events. Like it is tape what it don't is. Don't lie.
0: Listen, tape.
1: It's a little different in field events. It is a little because they like might miss market. Yeah, might miss (laughs) market. Might stretch it a little more for certain people. Yeah,
0: so that I I was about to. I've I've seen some stuff over the years, man. So,
1: (laughs) I'm sure, especially as like high school, like the pros, I feel like it doesn't happen as much. But like high school, I feel like the officials don't even know the rules for field events.
0: (laughs) I had to officiate
1: field events. (laughs) I believe it, hundred percent.
0: I can't tell you how much I hated officiating field events because field events are so long, but the coaches, I I felt fine when coaches, for the most veteran coaches, because there were a group of coaches, that was their first time coaching field events. They were distance runners, but they needed somebody to jump into the field events and they were messing up everything. And so I feel good about like if I'm doing it and if somebody else is doing it because you, you, you know, but oh my goodness gracious, it is the, it is, it's the worst. Like, it, it what's, what's back... the
1: hardest one to, uh, what's the hardest one to officiate? Would it be like discus or, discus and it's shot? Not gonna... is shot is
0: not hard because the shot put makes such a dent in the ground and you hear it. Um, if it's on grass, it can get a little tricky, but for the most part, um, the shot put is not difficult, uh, to grasp, even though I've seen a lot of people mess up on it. Um, as far as you know where to measure it and everything. And you know, it, it's, it's very clear cut. The javelin, uh sticks into the ground. So that's not bad. The discus, the problem is the discus is, is, is you have to have it's great like eye discipline. skims the ground, right? Because it skims the ground and stuff. So you have to have great eye discipline. Um, Dude, that,
1: that's where I feel like on the broadcast, I want it to – I don't know if, like, you might be a little young. I'm 34, so, like, I'm a little bit older than you. But in the 90s when Fox had NHL, they had a laser that would follow the puck around. I've and I'm seen like, that. If you, threw, if you threw the discus and it had that laser that followed it, or like it, in football would, where they show the trajectory, that would make it so much easier to understand.
0: It would solve a lot of problems. Um, there, there's so many different things. Like I said, you kind of have to hope that the discus like takes a nosedive and sticks into the ground, or makes a dent, you know, enough in the grass that it brings up some dirt but you have to have incredible eye discipline and it gives you a headache. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you. It, it gives you a headache, but.
1: Especially at the high school level. Cause you got some kids that are throwing it like 50 foot. And then you got other kids throwing it like 200 foot.
0: I think the problem with high school is there's so many dog on kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like, I've done heats where there's 60 kids. Like in a meet and it takes like an hour and a half two hours and it's just like to the point where you have to fight from not caring. Like <laughs> like somebody throws like the first heat's always the most entertaining because that's where you get the 150 180 200 210 and you got the and then it goes 90, 80, 70, 60. And it's just like, it's all the same to me. <laughs> like That's what you have to fight against it.
1: What uh, about uh, like hammer? I'd never really paid attention to hammer until this year.
0: We don't have hammer in Florida when it comes to the high school level, but I can't imagine it's extremely difficult because like I said, like the hammer is going straight into the ground. So it gives you a basis what you do have to. And that's the thing about, um, the hammer could be difficult but the shot and the shot put to an extent if you're doing a shot put in grass it's it's harder than doing it in sand and gravel because you can rake it you get a rake and then you smooth out the edges and everything like that you can't do that on grass you cannot do that on grass so i can see if somebody throws at the same spot you know it could be difficult but um hammer is just hammer different You got to be different to do hammer. All that spinning and everything like that. Um, And the hammer is scary because if you release that super, super, super early, it's going to go into the net. But if you release it early, early, that's going into the track. So you better hope nobody's running or you're you're dead on sight. (laughs) Like if you got hit with a hammer and those athletes with, with that much power behind it, yeah, it's like you, you, those you those to.
1: hammer guys are hilarious. We uh, we sponsored uh, uh, Alex Young this okay. year and Alex and this guy named Vlad. We went out to eat with them out in Eugene at USA's. Those guys are so funny. They need their own podcast. They are that funny. I would listen to them for hours.
0: The throwers. I'm telling you, man, there's some personalities there's some personality in those throwers that people don't understand. That's why, that's what I'm saying. We need to get behind them. We need to support them because they yes. can help elevate the sport. Cause some of those throwers, the hammer, the javelin, I've had a lot of javelin uh,
1: throwers, you know, on as of late, they're hilarious. <laughs> like they, they are hilarious. I'm telling you, Alex Young and this dude, Vlad, I can't remember Vlad's last name. It, I will, I would pay to listen to them on your podcast. They're that funny.
0: OK, well, I know who I'm reaching out to <laughs> uh, soon, very soon. So let, let's get ready to wrap this up with a bow. What I asked you, what brings you the most joy about what you do with Bell Lap track and field gear? Where do you see this going in the future? What, what yeah, you guys is.
1: That's a good. You know, we got like a little five, 10 year plan going on. Um, we the other part of our our business is we do sell some merchandise with the bell app logo. And that goes a hundred percent back to the pros that we sponsor. Uh, Eric Sawinski is one of the guys I know he's been on here before. Eric, um, yeah. Eric's a good dude, man. He's the man, but Eric, awesome. uh, a guy named David Kudzera, he made the Olympics. That was so mm. cool to watch. Uh, David and Annie, uh, Coons was another person we sponsored. They both made the Olympics. And I mean, we're a brand where, We're not, I mean, we don't pay that much. We pay them like every time they go out there and compete with our logo, we pay them. And, you know, we give them bonuses and whatnot, but I'd love to expand that and pay them a little more. Um, In a perfect world, again, we're talking like five, 10 year plan. I want to have a, I want to have like a a van that we can set up mobile retail where we can drive two meets be and awesome. be on site and we can do a lot more customization because we do some custom gear, uh, for athletes for specifically unsponsored athletes. If they want spikes, like we can, um, cover up the logos or take off the logos of the the companies that aren't paying them and put on, um, just like their name, write their name on the, the spike. So we've done some customization. We did a pair of Harry Potter spikes cool. for, uh, for eric and like the very first meet out like somebody stepped on him ripped him all the way down the side that so he didn't even, sucks. i asked him i said what did you do with those he's like i still have them i can't throw them away they're too cool oh that's <laughs> they're just like ripped down the side immediately um but yeah so i'd love to do some more customization for for people um you know if they buy a bell app item um or if they buy like a pro item and they want their name on it or they want like they bought it at the, let's say Chicago marathon and they want their marathon PB or whatever they're on it. Like we can customize that on spot. So, you know, I think the future of retail, um, is mobile retail, like being able to set up wherever, uh, follow around, uh, be, go to where your go to where your customers are. Um, obviously like the internet's not going away. We're not going to get rid of the website, but there's something to be said about like talking to the person buying your, your clothes. I mean, we get DMS all the time, but yeah, it'd be cool to like meet them and shake their hand and look them in the eye. Tell me the names of your other two brothers. I should have asked that first. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the oldest. I'm Brant, uh, reads the middle one, like I said, kind of the CFO. And then Bryce is the youngest one. So Bryce is, Bryce is awesome. He's a good kid. So and for spelling purposes, because this will be written for yeah. those listening. B-R-Y-C-E. Yep, and read is R-E-I-D. So, A little, little different than, you know, sometimes people spell it R-E-E-D. And then Brant is B-R-A-N-T. So, you said that
0: people are a little skeptical because of the concept and how pure it is. What... And this will just be the second or last question. What is the pitch to the people, the athletes, or just the general consumers who you know are listening and want to support? What what's the message to them?
1: Yeah, the two different pitches, right? To the people that want to buy it. Hey, we're gonna have stuff that you can't get anywhere else. We'll also have some stuff that maybe you can get other places, but for a better price. And you know that the money is going back to the athlete. So it's a way to support the athlete. Um, If I'm pitching you, um, I'm going to ask you like, hey, I know I got your name from so-and-so. They said to reach out to you uh, that you might have some extra gear. What we do is you just send it to us. We photograph it. We put it on our website. We sell it, ship it, and then we pay you for it. We don't take a cut. The only thing we take out are the the credit card fees and then the shipping charges. So to and everybody so again, listening, yeah, to everybody sounds, listening, it's, it's 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 the real deal. <laughs> That's the thing we always get. I swear, I swear to you, every time it's after after we send them the money, they're like, "I was skeptical at first, but you had me." I don't know why I haven't done this more often.
0: <laughs> oh man. Here's my last question before we get to rapid fire. How do you want your brand to change the sport for the better?
1: I want our brand to increase the money that athletes get for the better. I think that almost, I think that all the track athletes are underpaid, track and field. I think they're all underpaid. You can't tell me that somebody making the Olympics and only making $30,000 or so or less, some of them are unsponsored is good for the sport. So I hope that everything that we're doing increases the amount that the pros get. Well, like I said, Marvin Gaye saying it
0: ain't nothing like the real thing. And y'all, this is the real thing. So you have survived the interrogation process. So now we have to move on to the harder stuff. That is the segment, the last segment called down the home stretch. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions and I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. If you do not, then it is a, okay, everybody, just as long as you try it your hardest, uh, uh, that's all we can ask for. So you are competing to be on the medal stand. Our gold medalists right now consist of Marley Stalloper, um, Maggie Malone Harden, and John Anderson, and I'm probably missing one other person. I'll put. Oh yeah, Kara Winger. Uh, she's she's the reigning gold medalist. So a lot of great field event athletes, and I'm sure I'm missing another person. I have to go back to see who I the gold medal too. But that's what you are competing for for belt, lap, track and field gear. Are you ready? Yes. If there was a food that you had to live with and live without, what would they be?
1: Uh with would probably be steak. Um without would be um uh kale i don't really like kale
0: (laughs) i agree with that if it's not called greens then you have to throw it in the trash i am with that 100 there was a superhero that you would use to describe your brand at bell lap track and field gear what superhero would you choose
1: oh robin hood stealing from the rich and giving to the poor
0: okay all righty then who would you want to best what athlete would you want to do a promotion around any athlete
1: Um, it would be really cool to do one with Craig Angles. That's very possible too. That would be a good one. That would be a good one. Alrighty.
0: If there was a television series that came to you that said, we want to do a series on your journey, on your life, Who would be the group of actors that you would wish to portray the three brothers' characters? Your three characters.
1: Oh, man. Uh... I don't know, man. That's, That's tough. The... I forget. What are those guys, the The brothers that are, like, from Boston? I know we're not from Boston. Oh, the Wahlbergs. The Wahlbergs, just because they're brothers. Like, I think it'd be funny. You got to, like, hire, like, somebody who's, like, brothers. Dream vacation spot to take a vacation to. I want to go back to Vancouver, Canada so bad. That was so much fun. Why is that? The They have this park that's, like, downtown Vancouver, Stanley Park. And it's like a 10 or 12K loop. And it's right along the ocean and then like a seawall and you're just running and it's just a big loop. It's beautiful. The city's really clean. It's super diverse. A lot of international flair to it. It's, I don't know, it was just so much fun to go visit. And I was there for two days and I wish I would have stayed a week. (laughs)
0: Deep dish, Neapolitan, or New York style pizza? Oh, Chicago! It's
1: deep dish all day long. Oh my gosh!
0: Hey, you,
1: Lou, Mal, Lou Malnati's, baby.
0: Have you ever been to Uno's? Uh, yeah. How official is Uno's? I used to eat that
1: Uno's all the time. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, I'm a suck. I'm a sucker for Lou Malnati's, and you got to get the butter crust. So,
0: see, I just cannot bring myself to have deep dish <laughs> pizza. Um. All right, a couple more questions. If Food Network came to you and said you can be a guest star on any television show, what would it be?
1: Uh, diners, drive-ins, and uh, dives.
0: Triple D, Guy Fieri. Yes. I love it. I love it. Alrighty, last couple of questions. Location, dream location to add a marathon to?
1: Um, Vancouver.
0: The Vancouver
1: Marathon. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, up against that seawall, that'd be so cool. That'd be an awesome like you get a drone flying alongside them, so they can see everything. City that has
0: the best food.
1: Um, I think Chicago has got really good food. I also, like I said, I lived there for ten years, so I think it was very good food. What
0: is the one sporting event? that had an incredible moment that you wish you could have been a, a fan attending or been in attendance for?
1: Um, it would have been really cool to see like the 96 Olympics with uh, the double gold from Michael Johnson. That would have been really cool.
0: And they ran extra rounds. There. So he was running yes. like eight rounds in total, which is just insane to me. Last question. Why does kindness matter to you? It's everything, man. You gotta be kind. Where you have survived down the home stretch. So, where this is the most important question you'll answer. Where can the people find you? Where can on Instagram?
1: Find on Instagram, uh Bell Lap Track and Field Gear. Uh, online at Bell or if you just google Bell Lap. Uh, were the first result on google which is kind of sick and so if they want to place an order
0: um, can they do that via instagram or does it have to be through the site
1: no you can do either we respond to every single dm we get even those spammy ones (laughs) like i make sure that i respond to those because you just never know um so we respond to every single dm
0: well listen They have the consistency of a Waffle House, and that is what makes them great. Listen, man, I appreciate you stopping by. I apologize to the faithful who are listening because I still do have the hiccups, and they are killing me right now. But we powered through it, so praise the Lord for that. You guys (laughs) know where to find me. We talked about it prior to the show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Be sure to support bell lap track and field gear because your money is going towards a good cause and that is to elevate the sport and make it what it is which is the best sport in all sports and we will catch you next time
1: Oh huh.